Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind the scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Super excited to have the co-founder of Prickly Cactus Water on the show today. We've got Quan Young. Quan, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Nice to meet you, Ainsley. Thanks so much for having me. I am super honored to be here. I love what you are doing with your product right now. Can you can you just kick us off and let everyone know what is Prickly Cactus Water? What are you all about? Yeah, absolutely. So. We are a company that, uh, as you can tell, make cactus water. We make it out of the fruit of the cactus, which is called the prickly pear. And uh, we're just obsessed about you know, promoting this amazing ingredient uh, because it's such a sustainable plant. It grows off of rainfall. It's drought resistant. It's in all parts of the world, um, you know, native to Mexico and Southwest US, but you know, in, in the Mediterranean and Italy and all, all, all areas of the world natural antioxidants and it's really low in sugar and tons of uh, benefits as well right so we're just super super excited about having the ability to, to use this here ingredient to, to spread health happiness and hydration through our cactus waters um, and, uh, and and build our company in that way as well health happiness and hydration I love that yeah yeah it's, it's everything that we stand for as a, as a business how did you get started in this? Like, did you see another prickly water out there? Did you, do you just love prickly pears? Like how, what made you start this? Yeah. So we actually are all healthcare workers by training. So we're overall, you know, new to the CPG industry over the last couple of years. And um, because we're healthcare workers, we were always very, very fascinated with the plant-based food. Um, and so, you know, just being natural consumers of this product, we were always looking for an everyday beverage that gave us those uh, types of benefits, particularly antioxidants, electrolytes, and other plant-based benefits as well. And uh, so my partner, Mo, he actually grew up in Lebanon. And as a kid, his grandma used to, to juice this this cactus water for the cactus juice, if you will, for him and his siblings using the prickly pear herself. And all the kids loved it because it tasted like this mix of watermelon and bubblegum. And so how could you not, right, with that kind of flavor profile? 
kid. And so one day as he was shopping at a local market, he spotted some prickly pears. And in just sort of a bout of nostalgia, he decides to buy them out, he brings them home. We were living together at the time. And he juices these prickly pears for us um, with grandma's recipe, trying his best, you know, and we took a sip and we were just immediately blown away by how delicious this was. You know, we, that was our cactus moment, if you will, because we knew at that moment, this was something special. So, you know, we put on our, our healthcare hats and we did a lot of research into the literature. And that's when we realized, you know, this thing had, you know, half the sugar, calories of coconut water. It was packed with antioxidants that boosted a ton of different uh, benefits like immunity, skin health, recovery, amongst other things. Uh, and again, it was just incre- incredibly sustainable. So we decided to, at that time, drop our lab coats, put on our cactus suits and introduce the world to the incredible, uh, you know, product that is cactus water. Okay. I- you mentioned the cactus suits, so we got to go there. We got to go there. You guys <laughs> literally dress up as cactus, like cacti, cactus, all yeah, over. Yeah. Was that like the plan from the beginning? Talk to me about being cactus everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, I don't think if uh, if anyone came to us and said that, you know, in your adult life, you will be running around New York City and Boston in cactus suits that we would take any of them seriously. So it was a pretty organic uh, transition to get us to this point. Uh, most of it was just really realizing that the cactus is this really unappreciated and misunderstood uh, uh, ingredient, if you will, or, or character in, in society. On one hand, it's just celebrated for its beauty from an aesthetic standpoint, and it's used in a lot of different industries, from you know, fashion to art to design. But then on the other hand, from a food perspective, it, it is very misunderstood, even though tons of people around the world consume uh, different aspects of the cactus, whether it's quickly pared, the pads, the seeds, and even the flowers, right? So we knew that there was always going to be this tension point associated with the cactus that our, our, our job really and our obligation as a cactus, uh, you know, packaged goods company, if you will, was to make people really side with this ingredient and see that this was approachable, that there was a lot to love about this, right? Um, and so, you know, as we started to build out our, our company, our, our brand, our marketing, it really organically led us to realize that we had to own and be resilient like the cactus in order for people to understand and appreciate it. Um, and there was no better way of challenging ourselves to do that than becoming cacti ourselves. And so we realized that like, look, we can go out there and we can put these suits on and just, it's a, you're wearing a smile on your, on your body, you know, in these giant green suits with like these flowers in your head. And we could go out there and just, again, spread happiness, health, and hydration by giving people a taste of cactus water, getting their feedback, and sharing with them all the incredible benefits of it uh, in a very, very approachable way. And, and that, was, that was how we, from a guerrilla marketing standpoint, uh, decided that we were going to introduce ourselves to the world. Um, so the first time we did this was in June, and we did it all over New York City, Central Park, Times Square. And it was uh, definitely the most uncomfortable thing we've ever done. But we embraced it fully with with confidence and with um, just a ton of energy and excitement. And I think that that really helped us to one appreciate, you know, what what being a cactus was, the energy behind our brand, um, and it helped us see like you know the kind of brand that we had to live up to and and the opportunity that we had in front of us to really celebrate this ingredient and and be really authentically ourselves while doing it. So. Yeah, definitely a crazy, crazy idea that turned out to be one of the best decisions we ever made for our brand. That's awesome. And like, you know, when you see you guys just dressed up in this, it's true. You can't help but, you know, kind of smile at it. Of course, people are going to be intrigued. And what a really great way to 
breakthrough with people about not only, hey, we've got a product, but like, hey, we, let's educate you a little bit about this ingredient and, and you know, draw people in that way. Definitely takes a lot of courage, though. I know a lot of people would not do that. Count us as, as a group of those people initially. But, you know, I think when you really are passionate about something and, and you find people to kind of be passionate with and support you in that journey and you realize that organically this was the only way forward, um, you know, you, you really do do things that surprise yourself. And that's all part of the growth, I think, that we all experience as founders. Got it. So, okay, so let's let's go back. So we've got you and your co-founders. You decide, hey, let, like this is an incredible product. We have a recipe that, you know, tastes delicious. Um, how did you kind of get to the phase of, of really feeling confident that this was going to be a product that could really do well in the market? Like, what did you do pre-launch to help validate what you were doing? Yeah, we just tested like crazy. And, and we still do as a brand, right? I think every, every successful company that we look up to uh, is still doing the same. And, and so early stages for us, it was really important to get real feedback from real customers um, in a variety of different formats, right? So of course, we you know sampled our product at farmer's markets. We sampled at our local grocery stores in the New England area when we first launched. Um, and that allowed us to really get some qualitative feedback on like, hey, you know, what is this? How does this taste? Is the, is the mouthfeel to your liking? How can you improve the product from a formulation perspective? Um, without trying to do too much from grandma's recipe, because that's really, you know, something that we really wanted to honor traditionally in our in our in our products. Um, but beyond that, also understanding like is the packaging communicating the benefits in the way that you know you care about? And um and and so that was one format. But another format that that we also obtained a lot of feedback on was uh, we created a landing page and we just sent, you know, essentially these really inexpensive sample packs of each of our three flavors. Um uh, in, in you know in a couple of Facebook ads and we just really try to get as many customers in a short period of time as possible and we surveyed every one of them. And so with all that feedback that we got, you know, we realized that we had quite a number of objections um, that we had to solve for, right? Because cactus water isn't something that is necessarily intuitive. I think everyone knows what a cactus is, but not everyone knows what the benefits are or that what prickly pears are, for example, and um, you know, how to how they taste or like why you would drink them. So when we started to ask people these questions, one of the things that, that, that really kind of stood out to us was this continual comparison uh, to coconut water that, that consumers had. You know, so we would always say that, you know, obviously it had half the calories and sugar of coconut water. And that just kept getting people to come back, come back. And a lot of times, as even as we demoed, they'd say like, oh, is that a coconut water? Or they'd say like, oh, I, I don't like coconut water. We're like, well, it's, it's a cactus water, you know? And so that kind of allowed us to finally understand that, you know, this incredible brand equity that, you know, coconut water has done uh, to build over the last 16 years to educate consumers about, uh, you know, plant-based waters. And as you see the continual growth of the plant-based movement, they've just done such an incredible job of educating consumers on, you know, why you do consume plant-based beverages, you know? And uh, so for us, like a very important education point was to just get people to understand that this was another alternative. This was another option for, for plant-based consumption um, that offered many of the similar benefits that you would find from other plant-based beverages like antioxidants, low sugar, healthy consumption. Um, so, you know, with all that, with all that, you know, testing, uh, it really helped us to, to anchor our brand to, you know, cactus is the new coconut from the, from the schematic that. It's got lower sugar, it's got tons of antioxidants, and it's a super sustainable plant. Um, and that became the foundation for how we launched our 
our product in February, how we built our story. Um, and it gave people that initial introduction of familiarity to what a cactus water is. And now as we move on to the second phase of our business, the real focus is going to be to, to educate consumers on all the benefits of the cactus water itself and just the incredible sustainability uh, component to the plant as well. So the, the early testing of getting us going was super, super important uh, from a consumer experience perspective. Yeah, no, that definitely gave you guys some really great feedback. And I love this roadmap that you have in terms of anchoring yourself in a familiarity piece, this coconut water, so that people know that it's like kind of similar, but different. You're almost then like, you know, I talk about like making an enemy of a, of a category or of a product. You're like, it's the new coconut water. So people are really seeing that, hey, this is better than it. And then that next phase of your roadmap is in terms of let me really educate you now about the benefits of this solely on its own. Yeah. And, and as, to your point, I mean, like they are still slightly different products, right? And coconut water drinkers will always love coconut water drink. Uh, coconut water doesn't mean they can't enjoy cactus water as well and vice versa. And we have a ton of respect for, for what coconut water has done to uh, bring to this industry as well. Again, it's a, it's a way of providing alternative. And, and uh, for us, new means a lot of different things, right? And from a flavor standpoint to, again, the sustainability component um, to how brands are even built. You know, And it's a great way for um, new age brands to come in and, and disrupt uh, an industry that you know, has been around for a long time and, and finding ways to do it in a, in a novel way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so you guys launched in February. So we came up with this idea in the back end a couple of years ago. Were you guys working on formulation between then? Um, or were you in the the validating, uh, like the really validating, like you were mentioned, going to farmers markets, getting all this feedback, and then the official launch happened in February in terms of like knowing that you're going with your best foot forward in terms of the product and branding and and all of the formulation and everything like that that people were yeah. going to connect with. No, absolutely. Everything that you said was super, super accurate and representative. I mean, we were completely new to this industry. And so for us, it took a, a good amount of time to just understand and wrap our heads around all the different, uh, sort of how big the island of CPG was, right? You know, where are all the different, you know, uh, areas we had to kind of uncover so we can map out how, how big this industry and this business specifically was, and also to understand what the benchmarks were for success, you know, and get a good feel for that. So first couple of years were obviously the formulation, supply chain, the setup of our co-manufacturing partners and supply chain partners uh, mixed in with just understanding how to figure out our packaging and messaging. Um, and those validation pieces that we just talked about previously were a big part of those two years. But I think a, a lot of that time was also spent just networking and finding the right people to help us, to advise us, to to learn from, you know. And and we've been really blessed to be in such an incredible industry that has such a pay it forward mentality of just wanting to see the next generation of consumer uh, packaged good brands succeed and and make an impact on improving the way that uh, consumers behave in society. And so, um, you know, we were definitely the benefactors of of that. And um, yeah, those two years. They did not feel like two years at all. You know, it happened really quickly. And then all of a sudden we we're like, oh my goodness, like I think we have a good foundation to launch this brand with finally. And, and we did. And um, you know, we were just excited to see a lot of that initial validation um and to reach that starting line and uh and and realize that, you know, we're just starting the race and there's a marathon ahead still. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned something there about this industry. It is uh it's an incredible industry. And 
I love hearing people talk about how they've just experienced that. I swear there's no other industry like it. I don't, I've never been in any other industry other than CPG, so I have no idea. But I swear that we're a unique industry and and just a tight-knit community compared to a lot of others out there. Yeah, yeah. Coming from healthcare, which is also an incredible industry of its own, I think we realized that there was definitely a different flavor for how things were done, a different um, appetite for excitement and, and expression and creativity that um, you know, we were really, really gravitated to. And, and again, to your, your point, the people, um, just the rich amount of experience, knowledge that everyone has and is willing to kind of share and, and help you with is just phenomenal, phenomenal. And talk to me about um, what, what marketing channels you guys have been using to get the brand out there. So I know that you guys were running around with as Cactus. A cacti. I keep messing that up. Cacti. Uh, you guys were running around the city just as cacti, which is incredible. Um, what else did launch look like for you guys? Yeah, well, when we first started, um, you know, I think we were pretty, pretty consistent with like the, you know, the, the COVID playbook of ETC and omni-channel marketing. I mean, we did, we did our pretty traditional Facebook, Instagram ads. Um, and obviously our retail execution included a lot of sampling. And at the time we couldn't do sampling. So it was just setting up displays and things of that nature. Um, as we got into the summertime, we realized like that the cactus suits were a guerrilla marketing tactic that allowed us to interact with consumers without having to demo. And it, it was, it almost allowed us to be kind of COVID proof in a lot of ways because we weren't pouring out samples in any capacity. We were just educating and, 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 Kind of going around and educating people about our product. Um, so the guerrilla marketing piece became a really big part, not only of our of that type of uh, channel of marketing, but it also was this incredible content stream that we were then using in our social media from Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok pretty organically. Um, and you know, we we hope to continue to build upon that because you know it's something that that we really realized that we we can do pretty well. You know. Um, and then, of course, I think a lot of that uh, that work also led us to meet, you know, as we talked about, incredible people in this industry. We were very, very fortunate to, to work with um, four incredible uh, female founders that of their own PR firms that came kind of came together during COVID to create this uh, initiative called PR for Good, um, which was to do pro, pro bono uh, PR work for just emerging food and beverage brands that are, you know, uh, female founded or minority BIPOC founded. And, you know, we were very fortunate to be one of their clients and with all the, the work that we had done to set up our differentiation from a product standpoint and messaging standpoint to all the great guerrilla marketing we had done, um, you know, they were really able to amplify uh, the, the sort of the marketing that we had done and, and all of that and um, get us quite a bit of earned media coverage as well over the summer. So it all kind of came together this past summer. We got a ton of great features and opportunities to tell our story. Um, and work with incredible writers and, and producers to do so. Um, and, and now we're, we're just really excited to take all of that collectively and evolve our brand to sort of the phase two approach that we kind of talked about now, which is to introduce everyone to the cactus. Got it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys have had some amazing PR, um, which is fantastic. And I think especially as you, you need to educate people about it, it, it's a great way for you to get people to know the brand and know what the heck is Cactus Water anyway. Yeah, absolutely. We've been very, very fortunate for sure. Yeah. And I just got to touch on the fact, like you and your team, it seems like you guys have so much fun together. Talk to me yeah. about how you manage um, just your team structure and because there's three of you co-founders, right? Yeah. So there's three of us initially started and, and we brought in some other uh, sweat equity partners over time. And so our team, like, 
you know, our founding team, as we kind of like to call it, uh, is really just a group of best friends. You know, we've known each other for six plus years now. Um, and we kind of all met after our sort of healthcare education. So it was a point in, in our life where we were really trying to figure out who we were and what we were passionate about, and what we cared about. So a lot of those emotions kind of came into prickly, you know, uh, a lot of our shared experiences being first generation Americans, being uh, minority, uh, you know, uh, founders and being people that kind of had very similar values and how we viewed the world and how, you know, we viewed the right way to do business. Um, it just kind of really came together in a very organic way. And we've been very, very fortunate to be able to work together um, and to take the energy that we had as friends and, you know, just apply a cactus suit on top of that, which just like amplified, you know, that energy and emotion uh, and allowed us to be a really authentic representation of who we are in in these cactus suits as, as we are in real life together, you know? So I think that those, those, um, those pieces uh, organically definitely allowed us to, to really become who we were. And, and I know that we would have evolved into this if we didn't work together uh, in the beginning. Yeah, and it was interesting because some people are like, ah, I don't want to do business with a friend. I'm afraid we might like ruin it. What's it going to be like? But it sounds like for you, it's been one of your kind of magic factors for sure uh, in terms of the fact that you guys can be so authentic with each other and and bring that energy that you guys have as, as a group of friends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think every company has its its challenges, its, its superpowers. And, um, you know, we're no, we're, you know, we're, we're obviously included that as, as well. And I think, um, yeah, just working together with, with your best friends comes with so much um, opportunity to just strengthen the relationship that you had and take it to a, a completely different level. And of course, like there's also the dynamics of like, you know, how do you become business partners, right? And there's obviously growing pains in that, in that scheme of things as well. And I think, um, you know, we've just been able to develop together. And I think that's the coolest thing is just being able to witness this, this uh, development of our friendship, but also this deeper development professionally of who we are as individuals, as leaders, as business people, and as yeah, people that are working together on a shared, shared common goal. It's, it's been a really, really cool journey for sure. Very cool. And any, any hiccups along the way that you guys face that you weren't expecting. Yeah, any major challenges that, that kind of came up as you were getting ready to launch, as you've launched, that you were like, oh man, we did not see this coming, but you guys learned to navigate throughout it. Other than COVID, because that's like that's like not a fair one. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that there's um, anything specifically unique as a hiccup. I think we experience all the same challenges that tons of brands um, face every day, right? From the changes in iOS 14 as a, as a good example that affected everybody, right? Um, to just, you know, like understanding that this this journey takes uh, a lot longer than you always expect in the beginning when you realize that that you do, you know, the sales cycle, um, all the different aspects of building a brand within retail, um, just take time, take education, take adoption. Uh, I think that th- those, were, those were all learned challenges that we're still continuing to experience and go through. Um, but I, I think more so we just you know met some incredible advisors that helped us really focus and i think that that was a pretty big turning point for our business was just realizing that we had to focus and that that you know meant uh from a regional perspective like for us a a big part of our business is to to win in new york city you know and so um one of my partners just moved to, to new york and he's he's going to be focused in building that from a retail standpoint and that might just be what we do for the next, you know, 12 months as we continue to build this brand, right? But but it just, we realized really early on um, that 
the way of expansion for a product like ours, it requires a little bit of education and a little bit more high touch to get consumers to adopt the product, um, required us to be really, really focused. And I think if we didn't, you know, uncover some of those initial challenges where, you know, we maybe weren't able to support a retailer halfway across the country um, because we weren't there, uh, allowed us to realize that focus is super, super important to our brand. And in the long term is, is going to be the reason that we either you know, succeed or, or we don't. Difficult thing for entrepreneurs to do is focus. So great to see that recognize that and like hone in on it. That is uh, a lot of entrepreneurs definitely have squirrel brain, you know what I mean? And it's like the big, big ambitions and, and dreams are awesome, but sometimes they can like uh, deter from that main focus piece. We'd love to see that you guys are really, really honing in on that. Yeah, we feel that too. Don't get me wrong. Still, every day it's an ongoing challenge, you know, to, always learn how to say no or or even just learn how to not put yourself in situations where you where you have to say no you know and i think that there's a lot of of pressure and outside noise um because of how competitive this industry and it is and because of how many players there are and how many brands are doing incredible things and um you know growing at light speed but i think it's really really important to understand your own business where you are and understand how you can win and build a strategy around around that and just stick to your guns and test it out thoroughly before you know pivoting too quickly uh, that that is something that we again still continue to struggle with every day but i think we are getting better better at it for sure and any advice that you would have for anyone who is on those early stages in their business i know you guys feel like you're super new in this space as well but for anyone who's maybe listening and they're you know six months in or they, you know, have grandma's recipe and they know that it's delicious, but they just don't know where to go next or they're getting hung up. What advice would you have for for someone in that place? Yeah, I would say two things. The first thing is, and they they kind of were foreshadowed a bit already, but the first thing is network, um, you know, like crazy. There are just so many people that are willing to help uh, and in so many communities. Um, to do so, right? And uh, from podcasts that that you're you know you're hosting to you know community groups um, to other other areas for people to kind of connect with other food founders and um, and partners within this industry, it's just so rich. And I think that people are so willing to help that uh, you just have to ask, right? Because especially whether you've come from this industry or you're completely new to it, um, I think doing it yourself and and being so close to your own product. Uh, it just makes it really difficult for you to see the bigger picture or, or to the point of what we talked about focus and getting that outside perspective and constantly getting feedback and being really open minded to that feedback is the only way for you to kind of break down some of those barriers and make make progress in the long term. And uh, yeah, so outside of networking, I think the other thing is is just really testing in the most effective way possible. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, a lot of credit to some of these brands that have such an incredible strategic vision of execution right off the bat. And they secure funding and they launch that vision and it just, it just, you know, um, explodes overnight, you know, but I think there are, there are to your point, a lot of, uh, people that are doing this for the first time or the second time or, or whatnot that, uh, where testing is really, really important. And, and, you know, I think for, at least for us, I mean, so much of what Prickly has become has been built by the people, you know, we, we certainly had an idea and vision for what it is. And we still do because we're sort of the guides for the brand. But, um, you know, we absolutely recognize that our vision is continuously being shaped by the feedback we're getting every single day from our consumers and our customers and the people that love and support our brand, our super fans. 
And, um, you know, it's just so important to just get your product in a, in a format in which you can go out there and get feedback in and just test, test, test. Uh, and do so without investing too many dollars, especially if you don't have a lot of capital funding in the beginning, um, because it's just it's going to change so many times before you're at a point where you can really focus on building the brand, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so that that testing mentality is really important in the beginning, and it's so important to hold on to that as you continue to to grow your, your company every single day. Yeah, you guys have done a really great job of that, um, just testing and then bringing that to market, and and you know that community piece network piece definitely get that i mean that's how you and i connected was from like community and then even uh like as we were chatting pre-show i'm like oh you you're working on this next you got to chat with this person so like it is definitely a huge huge piece and you are i mean you're you're proving that to be true even just in this conversation right now (laughs) yeah no it's the only way to build companies you can't do it yourself at all Absolutely. You definitely, definitely can't. Quan, anything else that you wanted to share before we, before we wrap things up? Just really that, you know, it was an honor to, to be here today and, uh, you know, to, to really have this opportunity to share our story. Um, and if anyone is ever in New York everywhere, or, or in Boston, you know, make sure you say hi to the, to the cactus guys, you know, and we're friendly. We promise, you know, we, uh, that we're not, we're, we won't uh, harm you. You know, we're down for hugs and all that good stuff, but <laughs> Um, say hello and we're we're happy to share cactus water and all the health hydration and happiness that comes with it as well. Amazing. And where can people find you? They can buy you online. Where else can people pick up prickly water? Yeah, absolutely. So on our dot com, prickly.com, our we're also sold on Amazon and and also a ton of other online retailers. And from a retail standpoint, um, again, we are mostly focused in the Northeast from New York City to Boston. Our store locator is pretty, pretty updated. Um, and you'll find us in, in various food service locations all across uh, the nation as well. Amazing. Prickly cactus water. Cactus is the new coconut. Great product. And just absolutely love how you guys are bringing this to market. So Quan, wishing, wishing you guys the best of luck with this. I can't wait to see you guys take over. Um, the. I mean, you guys are leading the cactus industry, the cactus water industry, but become a major player in this and really help pave the way for an entire new category. So keep up all the amazing work, Quan. I can't wait to continue to watch you guys grow. Thanks so much, Ainsley. Such a pleasure. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.